2: Now the final category, here are the 10 nominees for best motion picture
1: All Quiet on the Western Front.
2: Avatar. The Way of Water.
1: The Banshees of Innesharan. Elvis. Everything, Everywhere, All
2: at Once. The Fablements. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness. And Women Talking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Neglia. Time of recording is 9.08 p.m. on January 24th, 2023. I am back from the Sundance Film Festival. arrived early this morning, just a few hours before the 95th Academy Award nominations announcement. And that's what we are going to be talking about today. And here to join me to do that, we got a packed house of so many contributors from Next Best Picture to lend their reactions and their expertise as we, as we dive deep into these nominations. First up, I have Evo Day.
1: Much to think about.
2: Dan Baer. Year of the donkey, bitches. Giovanni Lago. Hello, hello. Nadia Dalamonte,
1: Hi, everyone.
2: Brendan Hodges. Hey there. Meredith Loftus.
1: Hello.
2: And Daniel Howitt. Hello, hello. So lots to think about, lots to process today. Um, We are going to be going through each one of these categories one at a time here. Uh, We're going to go through the shorts. We're going to go through the craft categories. We're going to go through the above the line categories. Of course, we're going to talk about best picture, We're not so much going to be talking about winners, though. We still have quite a lot of time. And let's also, you know, face facts here. This time last year, post-nominations, we all thought Power of the Dog was in the driver's seat to win the Oscar. And look how that turned out. So we're not going to get presumptuous on this week's episode. Instead, we are going to just talk about what made it, what didn't, and go from there. So why don't we, uh, first of all, go around and just uh, ask a general question in terms of presentation. The announcement uh, for the nominations this morning was done by Riz Ahmed and Allison Williams, and it was live again. We haven't had that in a couple of years, actually, where they're in the press room. You got the publicists, other members of the press, and they're reacting to the nominations as they're read out loud. Uh, what did we all think of that format? I'm just so, so glad good. they
3: went back to it, honestly. That that live applause in the
0: room was perfect. We couldn't have the moment of my year of dicks with <laughs> you know without that live audience. That was a great moment that is gonna be repeatedly shared for many years to come.
2: I mean, Dick Poop now has company, and that's really cool, I think. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say, and another great moment was the excitement after hearing Stephanie Shu's name.
2: I actually went back and I re-listened to the announcement after the nominations, and I kind of took a bit of an inventory check on who got pretty loud reactions versus who got the respectable applause, if you will. Yeah. Stephanie Hsu was definitely one of the more enthusiastic ones. And a couple of her notes here, like, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yes. yes. Huge yes. ovation yes. when that got nominated. So deserved. Uh, There was that one guy shout out to that one person that when Babylon got nominated for score, he went, yeah, that was, (laughs) and you could audibly hear it. That was secretly me all the way in California (laughs) cheering for that while also doing the reactions this morning. Yeah. There were a couple of really good ones like that. You could hear audible gasps coming from the crowd for certain ones. Yeah. It was definitely more lively, so much more exciting. And as mentioned before, my year of dicks will just live on in infamy forever. Not to mention, followed by then, Riz Ahmed had to then also announce An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It. It was just, it was too good to be true. And honestly, having,
0: having the two of them as the, the presenters was, was a great choice. You know, Riz Ahmed, a fresh Oscar winner, and Allison Williams in a, in a, you know, a, a hit right now in theaters. They both... Pronounced all the names correctly. They, they were just very good at presenting the awards, uh, the nominations this morning.
2: Yeah, and you know what? The only thing that could have made it better is if Megan joined them on the stage, I think. So, I agree. It was pretty fantastic as is. Um, let's start off with the shorts here. Let's uh, talk about which shorts made it, which shorts we have caught up with, and which ones we still need to catch up with. Best live-action short, we have an Irish Goodbye, Ivalu, Le Pupil, Night Ride, and the red suitcase.
0: Now look, all right. Uh, let's just get let's just get this out of the way. I said on our predictions show, don't hold me accountable. So don't. All right. I only got two of these correct, uh, and uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna forget about it. Okay.
2: No, I don't forgive and i don't forget <laughs> absolutely not i no actually i was smart and i didn't listen to you and i ended up getting like three <laughs> or four out of these instead so yeah i'm
0: so angry about that <laughs> but the two the two that we knew were going to be the front runners are, are here an irish goodbye and they appeal so uh, i do still think one of those two is winning i i am leaning toward i'm strongly leaning towards an irish goodbye uh but yeah i think one of those two is our winner
1: I did watch La Pupila on uh, Disney Plus this afternoon because it's available there. And I did have it on my prediction, so I felt good about that. But after watching it, like, I can see how that could be, like, a frontrunner in this as well. I would love to watch An Irish Goodbye. I do that at parties generally, so I <laughs> I am already, like, rooting for that
2: in general. Speaking of in general, in general – what a great day for Ireland.
1: Let's go. Let's absolutely go.
2: <laughs> Amen. I mean, I'm like two minutes away from hopping over across the street and getting a Guinness right now to celebrate. I don't know about you all, but...
1: Guinness or some Jameson. Let's go. God bless the
2: Irish. Right, Eve? God bless the Irish.
1: Yes. Aaron, go Bra.
2: <laughs> yes. It's about fecking time. <laughs>
1: What a different! I've been thinking about. I know these films like could not be more different. But thinking about Belfast from last year as like Irish representation, and then uh, Banshees, and like how different, <laughs> drastically different those films are. And an Irish Goodbye, which I have not seen, but will I will be looking forward to watching that.
2: It's quite good. Okay, and then for best documentary short, we have The Elephant Whisperers. Haul out. How do you measure a year? The Martha Mitchell effect and Stranger at the gate. And it bears repeating. Daniel Howitt led us astray. Look. It's look, okay. He's already apologized. We're not gonna beat him up too bad
0: for it. That's fine. That's fine. I deserve it. Look, I'm shocked that Nuisance Bear um missed here. I, I really thought, you know, that's that's yeah. picked up you know, I know the precursors for shorts are kind of whatever. But it's it's one of the only ones uh, for one of the only contenders from the shortlist that uh, had picked up tons of awards already. And I I really thought that was going to win the
2: whole thing. So I'm going to tell you all a very quick story. This happened literally yesterday. Uh, Cody and I were at Sundance and we were on the bus traveling to our car. And someone who worked on the flag makers was on the bus with us. And they asked, you know if they had a shot or not at getting nominated today. And Cody said, yes, definitely. And I said, sure, but nothing's ever a guarantee with the shorts. And this person did not like my, my very frank <laughs> reply. And you know what though? At least I was honest because flag Makers is not here.
0: <laughs> uh, another one that I'm just shocked by. I, I really am surprised. It just goes to show you really never know what's happening with the shorts, but I'm thrilled that how do you measure a year? I said on our predictions show that I I, I wasn't predicting it almost to kind of overcompensate because I love that short so much. Um, I'm I'm really glad that that made it, and I think if people watch all of these nominees, uh, that could win. I mean, it's a really phenomenal, very simple short. So I'm I'm glad it's here.
2: The Elephant Whisperers and the for Mitchell effect. Those are both netflix titles if i'm correct in saying that mm-hmm. so good for them for getting both of those Hall out was one of the ones where it was like if you watched it or even knew what it was about it was like okay that's definitely getting nominated <laughs> I mean, that's where i disagree. i watched all of these
0: and that was not one of my favorites but it's you know it's good for what it is but It was not one of my favorites. I'm I'm actually that's maybe the one I'm most surprised to see on this
2: list. Okay, then for best animated short, we have the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse, the flying sailor, ice merchants, the infamous my year of dicks (laughs) and an ostrich told me the world is fake. And I think I believe it.
3: I mean, yeah, I kind of do believe it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is a great set of nominees.
0: I'm not the biggest fan of the flying sailor. But uh, all the others are are really excellent, um, especially The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, which I think has a great chance of winning the whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I love An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It. That's a great short. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with this. And I did, for the record, go four for four in this category. All right. So give me at least like a shred of credit here. <laughs>
4: I'm so sad. New Moon didn't get in. That was the uh, so oh my God, one of the few sad. one of the few out of any all the shorts that I saw, and I was just tearing up like eight in the morning when I watched it. And I was like, "Yes, let's do it."
0: I'm and so sad for the Domingos, man. That, yeah, that's a big bummer.
3: I yeah, really think it's because like rotoscoping, the Academy, the animation branch has been really
4: weird with rotoscoping. Yeah, it. But it was the way the whole thing was designed to like it was the set of like the stage and the like it was all well put together too so like i don't uh, it's it's sad but like i mean overall solid solid nomination
2: hello and welcome to novel conversations a podcast about the world's greatest stories i'm your host frank lavallo and for each episode of novel conversations i talk to two readers about one book And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, and then let's get over to some of the other categories here. Uh, Best Original Song. We have Diane Warren returning with applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold My Hand, Top Gun Maverick. Lift Me Up, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Not To Not To from RRR. And This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere All At Once. And I will just start off by saying in regards to Everything Everywhere All At Once here... I don't remember who I made the comment to, if it was to Dan, Josh, somebody. But I did make the comment that I was very surprised all throughout the precursors with the critics groups especially, who have been going really hard for Everything Everywhere all at once in numerous categories, that the music had been mostly ignored. And then all of a sudden, we get a BAFTA nomination for original score, And in the next category, which we'll talk about, that showed up here. But then also this song as well. And to me, this was one of a few other nominations this morning for Everything Everywhere All at Once where I want to be careful with those Power of the Dog comparisons. But what a sign of strength getting into places where a lot of us didn't think it was going to get into.
3: I mean, the thing is, this movie did not get in everywhere that it could have. You know, um, and I think that is what kind of makes it a bit different from Power of the Dog and other like from like La La Land and stuff like that. Um, it didn't get in everywhere. Like it was a huge show of strength, though, that this song got in. Like I was pretty proud of how well I did with like assessing the Oscar probability for this movie back in March. But the song was never something that I even considered as a potential nomination, it, it it blows my mind.
0: There, really. uh, there were a lot of great surprises this morning. I'm going to be honest. This is where I lost my mind. Um, when Sun Lux appeared in Best Score God, and God, song, I, mean, so
1: many.
0: I was over the moon. It's my favorite score of the year, my favorite song, original song of the year. I I really just lost my mind at this. So incredibly happy.
4: Also, like an underrated factor of it, we never like. I guess no one really even talked about David Byrne. Like America Utopia was mm-hmm. just recently recognized, and he's been nominated before. He's, he's won. So, for it. yeah. So, I mean, that's just something I guess people just really were not talking about. And honestly, inspired nomination. I, I dig it. I I'm a fan.
1: Oh my goodness! I am so excited for the live performance of Not Do Not Do. <laughs>
2: Yes, it's going to be great. I mean, this was RRR's only nomination, but you know what? What a perfect representation for that film because we're going to get that live performance out of it. I think to me, on just like a bare minimum level, it's like if I can't get the director nomination for S.S. Rajabouli, if I can't get visual effects, if I can't get any of these other things that I wanted for it, at least we'll have this.
1: Is it going I to be even. the lead actors who do the performance? Do we know?
2: They have said that they're willing to do it.
1: Oh yes. yes. <laughs> I think that'll that. draw a viewership that maybe the Oscars don't know they could get.
2: Oh now yeah,
1: they know. Yeah,
2: I, I wouldn't overestimate it because you know, listen, time differences. People might just watch it True. online when it becomes available instead. So I, I wouldn't get too too crazy about that but that you do not know how crazy indian audiences are for these stars <laughs> uh, uh, no, no 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 believe me i'm the one who monitors our twitter notifications i know every time yeah. <laughs> i mention rrr believe me
4: <laughs> i think if the uh academy is smart whoever's producing the show you just start off not to not to start off the show with yes that opening number that just to get everyone into like the season of the awards show
2: honestly that's not a bad idea like to open the show with that doing like a huge dance number and then yeah opening monologue from jimmy kimmel boom into a kihi kwan winning and it's like what a great opening <laughs> 15 minutes that would be
4: and maybe even in the yeah. background too on the sides like on screens and stuff is just like clips from like movies nominator stuff and just said to not do not to like come on come on i'm giving you <laughs> ABC, ABC, abc listen to us
1: yeah, I just want to say we should produce the the Academy Awards because clearly <laughs> this would be ratings gold right now. Yeah, we're giving,
4: yes. we're, giving you the, we're giving you the keys. Okay, just start making something with it.
2: Okay, next up we have best original score here. All quiet on the Western Front. Boom, boom, boom. Oh my
1: God, that was so Such good. Such a good score.
2: So Such good. I'm so happy. We have Babylon. Boom <laughs> you- boom you better keep up this bit. <laughs> He's a Venice. Ding 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 ding. I I don't know how to make the sounds for banshees. Uh. It just sounds like a xylophone. I don't know. <laughs> Everything everywhere all at once. Um <laughs> I, love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. And then the Fableman's um light gorgeous. 30 minutes worth of piano music. I don't know.
4: Yeah, if you remember whatever (laughs) the Fableman scores, I would be so impressed because it is the the shortest thing ever.
2: I I do love that All Quiet on the Western Front literally got into this category for those four notes. (laughs) Just like, I I, I love the score for that movie so much. And I, I, I kept saying to myself, wow, this is like one of the most unique scores I've ever heard for a war movie in my life. There's no way this ever gets nominated. Yeah. And here we are. Granted, though, at the expense of Alexandra Desplat.
1: Yeah. So disappointing. Wow. And no women yeah. talking here. And no women talking. Oh, yeah, women talking that was... was a highlight.
2: And this was the first uh, category here where there could have been a women talking uh, nomination. And when it missed here, I immediately started thinking, oh, my God they're going to blanket like the baftas did.
4: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, it's Yeah. Bad. Although
2: Yeah.
1: It was a it's tough real. year. I mean, two titles that I I'm sad to see omitted here. One that I think everyone will agree on, The Batman.
2: Yeah, even going back to the uh shortlist, the fact that it didn't even get on that, so disappointing. Yeah, unreal. unreal. And
1: then uh, one that a, a score that I'm in love with and I I might be alone in this is is The Blonde Score.
2: No, the Blonde score is pretty good. It is good.
1: Yeah, I just think there wasn't really anything that had a chance of getting in for Blonde other than Anna.
4: R- Random question. This is, I mean, it's kind of a tangent. For the shortlist for score, did Crimes of the Future make it? No. no. Talk about a score that should have. Crimes of the Future. Say yeah. whatever you want about that movie. That score is prime. It's so good.
3: It bears repeating, because I know how it said it before, but like, Man, that Son Lux nomination for Everything, Everywhere. <sighs> awesome. I, that score is the most varied in sound of anything I think I've ever heard for a yeah. movie. It is insane. And I'm so, so happy that they got that because this branch of all the branches is like so insular and you have to be in the club. And man,
2: ah, so happy. So happy that that broke through. I mean, we got two people here, who two nominees who have. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. Actually, for all quite on the Western Front, he was I think co-nominated with uh, Dustin Halloran for uh, Lion. Yep. Yeah. So Son Lux is actually the only new nominee here, and we can chalk that up to the strength of the film.
0: They yeah. are the the first official band nominated as a group. Uh, for scoring a film This is very cool
2: hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our full reactions to the 95th annual academy award nominations here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full length over two and a half hour long podcast you will have to head on over to our patreon where for one dollar minimum a month you will get the rest of this episode along with other exclusive podcast content from us as well You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.